0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know why... as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding, the war the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from, Mint Mint from Mint Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another rousing edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Your home for Carolina Panther football talk right here on the Odyssey Network. I am Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panther Country, and of course, as always. Joining me is my partner in crime, my co-host, the great one, Lonzo Reitzel here as well. The Panthers on the bye week this week. So I thought we might have a little fun on today's pod. We can get into some hypotheticals. We can get into some wish lists. We can get into the state of the NFC South as a whole. We're going to talk everything but X's and O's on today's broadcast since we are going to not be watching Panther football. Instead, taking the two-week victory tour after the win over the Broncos. A couple of home wins in a row for the Panthers. And as we have mentioned, currently sitting within striking distance of the NFC South. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But before we get there, uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, Lonzo. But I do want to spend a little bit of time on it. Matt Rule has been hired by the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That in and of itself is not news to me. I told you back in like week two or week three that that was going to be the reality of the situation. Hashtag nailed it. What I do find interesting is since Matt Rule was named the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers college football program, it has been the media tour of Matt Rule that has kind of cracked me up. Now, I get that Matt Rule is going to paint himself in the best possible light because he wants all the Cornhuskers to love him before what is going to be an extended rebuilding uh, 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 process for Big Red. What I am finding some level of comedy in are some of the comments that Matt Rule has made. And and we'll get into a, a few more of them, but I wanted to start with the fact That in a radio interview not terribly long ago, he was asked the question, what would you have done differently regarding your time at Carolina? And Matt Rule's answer, Lonzo, was, I probably would have taken a different job, quote, end quote. Um... I will start very simply by saying, uh, Matt, that, you know, when he left Carolina, I didn't really have a big problem with him. It's like, okay, it was an experiment. It didn't work out. It was best for both parties that we move on and go a different direction. Now, my thought, Zoe, is, yeah, I kind of wish you'd have taken a different job too. And it's not because the program under you – was struggling it's because the program under you was struggling and now you're walking away and putting every bit of it on the for every bit and there's some other things he said that kind of add to that and we'll get to those in just a second but Zoe, so what was your knee-jerk reaction? Because I played this audio right before we started recording, and you told me you'd heard it already. So when you heard it, what was your knee-jerk reaction to Matt Rule saying the thing he would have done differently is to take a different job? Uh, I
0: here, here's, here's what, of course, he meant. He meant he failed the team and he is not an NFL coach when he thought he had that in him, and he would have taken a different job because uh, he let everyone down, and he doesn't like being that guy. That's, that's exactly what he meant, uh, that he was sorry that he let Panther Nation down and the NFL as a whole down, and now he's going back where he believes he belongs. He went above his station a little bit, thought he'd give it a shot, didn't work, and now he's going back to college where he belongs. That's what he meant, of course.
1: Look, I got no issue with college coaches trying their luck in the NFL, right? I got no problem with it all. Pete Carroll showed that you can be successful as a college coach in the NFL. Now, Pete Carroll is the exception, not the rule. But if a college coach wants to come up and try it in the big sticks, I'm good with that. If an NFL franchise wants to bring up a college coach, elevate him to the highest tier of football in America and give him a crack at it, I got no problem with that. The only thing that I have a problem here is that since his departure, Matt Rule has been putting everything on the program. Now, in the grand scheme of things, let's be honest, it doesn't really matter, right? This is the situation where you find yourself uh, talking to a young lady and you get out of the blue, an ex-boyfriend showing up and going, she sucks, she's terrible, she's a homewrecker, she's a runaround sue, whatever he might call her, most of the time you can ignore it. Right? Most of the time, you can be like, all right, cool, man. Like, I'm sorry she was all those things to you, but she's been really good to me. There is the concern that maybe there is something to it, to what he's saying. But this was a, pub, a very pub, a public breakup between two well-known entities. Like, We saw how it played out. We may not know all the nitty-gritty little details that took place in the background. But we watched this breakup happen. We knew the conditions of the breakup. We know why the breakup occurred. We know the reason that these two entities decided to break up at the time they decided to break up. It just comes across as sour grapes, ultimately, especially when you dig into some of the other comments that Matt Rule has made over the past week. Like, for instance, when Matt Rule has said that... He knew that this was going to be a rebuilding project. It was going to be a three-year rebuild, and he should have gotten more time. He deserved more time. He needed more time. He felt like they were in a good direction, et cetera, except for then a podcast called The Four-Man Rush dropped their little nugget from the first team meeting that Matt Rule held back in 2020. When he sat down with the team, in front of the team, in front of management, and said, I don't want to wait three years. I want to try to do it right away, quote, end quote. Once again, in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? But, Zo, there is some level of comedy in Mr. I wanted more time. I needed more time. They knew it was going to take time. and They didn't give me the time when there is quite literally video evidence of him saying, I don't want three years. I don't need three years. We're doing this thing now, and then failing miserably.
0: Why? I, I'm a little confused as to why Matt Rule is on the Redemption tour. I, I mean, why is he? Why is he hitting all these podcasts and all these uh, national TV shows and things? Why is he doing that? He's got the Nebraska job now. Why is he doing it? Uh, is he? Tr- he's trying to to paint himself in a different light, a, a picture that's already been painted. And in the end, why does it matter? You get you got the job. You're in Nebraska now. You're back in college. The NFL thing failed for you, but you can go back to college and you got a you got a shot at at getting three to four years in Nebraska at least. And you're still uh, getting I believe paid. They
1: signed him to an eight year contract.
0: Yeah, but you know buyouts can happen. Fair enough, as he well knows. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't understand why this tour is going on. I mean, I mean, who is this helpful for? I mean, of course it's it's good fodder for for people like us, but I mean, what does he what, what's he trying to accomplish?
1: The thought that I have, and, and and you know, I've I've obviously been broadcasting for 15 years and doing it at pretty much franchises at every level, programs at every level. The answer is because Matt Rule is going to do everything that he can to quiet any concern and discourse around the University of Nebraska, predominantly amongst the folks who hired him and the boosters, because college football is run by boosters in Nebraska is despite their failure of the last decade and a half or two still a big money program with a lot of big money boosters attached to it. And he wants to quiet down concerns and let's be honest, anybody who looks at Matt Rule's time at Carolina should justifiably be concerned. You can offset that with his success at Baylor, with his success at Temple, but he was a massive failure with the Carolina Panthers. Again, a completely different level of football, but a massive failure nonetheless. This is Matt Rule's efforts to tell the boosters, don't worry about me, it's all their fault, right? It is. To go back to my terrible dating analogy, it is when you had a bad breakup and you look back in retrospect and you realize that, you know, the breakup was 50% or more your fault. I think we've, the majority of us have done that. We've gotten out of a relationship that ends poorly. And then you look back at it and you go, man, I screwed up, right? Like I put on the comfort weight, I quit working out, I didn't help with the chores. I, 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 you know, I was quick to anger in some certain situations when I should have shown more patience and grace. And you go, it was kind of my fault. But then you get into the new relationship and you're trying to impress the new person you're trying to win them over you're trying to make them think oh I caught me a prize especially when the old party is not in your life anymore it's easy to go oh no no no! my ex was crazy my ex was terrible she ran around on me she didn't do the dishes I did all the work my ex was terrible when you're relatively sure they're never actually going to get the opportunity to confirm that no it was kind of me too Matt Rule is talking to his new significant other and saying, My ex is crazy over and over, and not taking the responsibility for his half of the relationship failing. And it's nothing more than that. He wants the boosters to love him on day one instead of starting his tenure as the head husker with question marks floating around in the background. The only problem is. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
1: Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. All the friends of the X? That would be us, the Carolina Panther fans. We are listening to our friend get dissed very publicly when we all know the truth about why that relationship went sour, and that is why why we're sitting here. And again, grand scheme of things doesn't matter. Our ex is get, or our friend is getting dissed by the ex. Who cares? They're irrelevant. They're out of the picture. They don't matter anymore. But you still hear somebody talking crap about your friend, and you go, "Dude, that's kind of messed up, bro. It's kind of on you."
0: You know, I get the analogy and everything, but in the end, when you're out there doing this, you haven't hired a full staff yet. At least I don't believe he has a full staff for Nebraska yet. Still working on it. And uh, if you're a, a person who's thinking, well, maybe I'll go work for Matt Rule, you're seeing how he's talking about the last place he worked. Is that an environment you want to go work in? I think once you got your whole staff in in place and you are already got your office set up and all that kind of thing, then maybe you go out and do this, but I think it's a little premature, a little early. And again, I still believe unnecessary.
1: Oh, it's totally unnecessary. And that is probably where we should leave that conversation. But I'm not gonna, because that's not even my favorite part about it. Here's my favorite thing that's come out of Matt Rule's Redemption Tour Part 1 in Nebraska. Matt Rule was talking about the draft picks that were made during his tenure as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And Matt Rule at one point was discussing a couple of different picks that got made by Matt Rule. Matt Rule was asked about not drafting a quarterback during his time as the head coach, consistently going with retreads, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, for all three seasons. Matt Rule, when asked why he didn't make a quarterback pick, said, and I quote, I wasn't the GM, I didn't make the picks, end quote. Which is fine, because... For a lot of coaches, that would be the case. They would say, this is the guy I really want. Here are the guys I do like. And the GM pulls the trigger and owns it. Except, again, video and audio coming out from the Panthers' war room of Matt Rule, sitting with Fitz, sitting with Tep, and saying, let's go with this guy, and it being the guy that the Panthers ultimately went with, including... Terrence Marshall Jr. and others. Multiple phone calls. Hey, I picked you. I picked you. I picked you. Are you coming? I picked you. Matt Rule has not once, not twice, but three times said this week alone in media interviews, this was what happened and this was not my fault. And then was immediately hit in the face with video and audio evidence that, No, no, you're lying. You were exactly the reason that these things happened. You did do and say the things you said you didn't do or didn't say. I will tell you this. My favorite part about this whole story, as I finish up griping about our ex and then we move on to greener pastures, is that he is saying all this, in my theory, in order to smooth over concerns from Nebraska fans. And instead, what he has just provided in literally four days— He has now provided not one, not two, but three different examples of him bold-faced lying. When Matt Rule left Carolina, I kind of thought to myself, Lonzo, you know, I don't have a problem with Matt Rule. Yeah, it didn't work out. He wasn't a good fit for him, wasn't a good fit for us, made some decisions that, in retrospect, didn't work out for anybody, but still seems like a guy I could get along with, still seems like a guy I could drink a beer with. Not one, not two, but three different times. In the last four days, Matt Rule has now been slapped in the face with contradictory evidence proving that he is straight up lying about his time with Charlotte. I am looking at this now and going, if I'm a Nebraska man, I wasn't concerned about him as a head coach because of his time at this rank in previous uh, previous lives at Temple, at Baylor, etc. But now it looks like we got a damn bold liar as a head coach, and those type of guys, they don't last real long in situations like at Nebraska.
0: All right, so so the the again, I don't get the redemption tour because he's going to Nebraska, Nebraska fans don't care about the NFL. All they know is corn, cows, and football, college football. And if they're going to look at anything, they're going to look at his college football record, they're going to disregard anything he did in the NFL because it doesn't exist as far as they're concerned. So I, I don't know why he's doing
1: it. It makes me laugh. I will say this, and then we'll finish this off. Lonzo's over here like, dude, can we stop? I'll say this, and then I'll roll it out. Matt Rule, in talking about the rebuild going on with Carolina, and I think I think it's fair for all of us to look at this and say, we're a better football team now than we were even back in weeks three and four under under Matt Rule, right? I think we all agree with that. Asked about the rebuilding process for Carolina and the fact that the Panthers, and again, despite the fact that it's because we're in a garbage division, are still very much within striking distance of winning a division, not under Matt Rule. Matt Rule said, I give Steve Wilkes all the credit, but I'm part of that building process. I give Scott Fitterer a lot of credit, but I also deserve some of the credit. Matt. You actually uh, would get some of the credit. You made the call on TMJ. It's worked out okay. You made the the call on JC Horn. That's worked out okay. You made the call on the offensive line pickups. You made the call on the defensive linebacker pickups. And that's all worked out pretty good. You actually should and would get some of the credit for what looks to be a roster that is more capable of what you accomplished with it. But when you go on the Nebraska Redemption Tour and start saying dumb things, I I and Zoe and guys in our position become a little less likely to give you some of the credit that, frankly, I absolutely think you do deserve at the end of the day. Um, We'll leave it here, Lonzo, but this is comedy gold as far as I am concerned. The fact that not once, not twice, not twice, but three times... Matt Rule said something and then was immediately hit with evidence that he's lying while on this Goodwill tour around the great state of Nebraska. It is comedy gold to me. It's a Saturday Night Live skit with a helmet on.